0: Okay. Let's get down. <laughs> I
1: know, <that's> <laughs> like she, good, have it. Good, <laughs> he it. Hey, right, you ready? Five, four, three, two, one. level up, level up.
0: You're listening to Level Up Your Learning podcast, the show that shares all things ed tech, including ready-to-use today ideas for bringing digital tools into your classroom or at your school, and conversations to grow your pedagogy to take yourself to the next level with hosts from ECISD Digital Learning Team.
1: Hey there friends, we are back for episode nine. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Lauren Tavares. I am from the Digital Learning Team with Ector County ISD. And I'm super excited to be joined by my always fabulous co-host today, Amanda Weber.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: And we are really coming at you with part two to the last, uh, the last episode that we recorded. And so, uh, Webby and I are back at it again together because this really is something that we we love to talk about. We're passionate about, and so we're kind of doing just a, kind of a follow up to what digital citizenship. Um, And we're really going to go a different direction this time with what's being known as and called digital literacy. And so one of the things that I think is pretty neat uh, in the last couple of years is that we have, uh, this isn't new, this is not a new thing, uh, but this is something that is being brought into light a lot more. And the uh, official uh, definition that we're able to find and that you see often uh, on uh, good old Google when you look up digital literacy is that ability to find, evaluate, utilize, share, and create content using online resources. Um, so, it could be anything from ebooks, websites, social media, videos. Digital literacy promotes student learning by providing a solid foundation for students to engage with online resources by utilizing digital tools effectively in the learning process. And so, um, I mean, this just really shows how important it is for us as educators to. Just be reflective, think about what are digital tools being used for in your classroom, am I setting my students up for success uh, as, uh, with their digital literacy, but also I think it's interesting because we have another, this is another example of an opportunity for us as adults. And so as adults, how, how solid are your digital literacy skills? Um, and, and it's okay if they're not all the way developed or you know, you're know, you still kind of, you're new at it and you're just getting started. That is totally fine, but it's not it's not okay to hang back and just say, well, I just can't. And so um, I'm excited about this conversation. I think uh, there's a lot of important things to share here. And so with a definition, Webby, it talks about utilizing digital tools effectively in the learning process what what does that make you think what comes to mind for you
0: so a big part of this is what my mind goes to is the teacher side of things and thinking about digital equity as well as integrating the digital components into the classroom and beyond just the required testing and required program times and using doing the bare minimum We've talked already about adding in the four C's and making technology more educational and interactive. You can re- review our previous episodes. but <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> right? Like, you know, does it hurt? So just in case you don't remember, the four C's are communication, collaboration, creativity, and critical thinking. We want our students to be digital creators and not just digital consumers. Uh, this is one of the main components when we're looking at screen time management and then getting into our mind that not all screen time is created equal. And as a parent and a teacher, I feel that I've always been more lax about screen time compared to other people because of what I see happening and what I kind of pushed more to happen as well. When you see that they're creating digital content and not just consuming it and just staring at a TikTok or a video or you know just the mindless you know Candy Crush kind of apps and stuff like that. When you see them creating, it's, it's a different kind of environment. It's having a different effect. Um, for example, my, with my, my personal kids, my daughter, she creates Roblox games that other kids have played. Um, she draws on her iPad and creates her own characters. and she even made a, like a movie tra- trailer about the characters she, she created. My son plays video games. Lots of other conversations that happen about limiting video games and all their effects, but again, I tend to go, you know, a little bit more relaxed on those because I've watched him and I've seen him and I've seen the the collaboration, the communication, and the critical thinking that goes into the games he plays. Plus, on top of that, he's streaming the gameplay, which again is making him a content creator and not just a consumer. Okay, not to mention like there's some monetary gains there that he's earned. So. And that on, yeah. that's
1: pretty cool i mean there's there's money out there you know to be made but it's using their brain in such a different way than just i love that you're saying you know sitting and watching youtube videos for hours is not using the same critical thinking skills the same brain cells as creating on you know roblox or, or doing the different gaming things those are great examples
0: exactly and then bringing it back to when i was in the classroom for my students we found a balance between using the educational apps to consume content. Yes, they needed some knowledge and some things, they had to watch some videos, but then again, applying that and utilizing it to create and collaborate on different projects. We had shared Google Docs and Slides, they created videos and digital comic strips about whatever we were learning. And so it's just a big thing to keep in mind that not all screen time is created equal.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And you just made me think of, I saw a tweet the other day on Twitter and uh, from one of our friends in Uvalde ISD, shout out. Uh, they, are, uh, they were huge inspiration behind our uh, this podcast actually, and so our hearts are with them. But Natalie uh, uh, tweeted about, students don't hate technology, they hate technology that's used for the exact same thing that can be done with paper and pencil. And so you're just getting my brain going, thinking about that. And that's to me also, um, that's such a powerful statement because that's exactly where digital literacy comes in. And so kind of to help us think about what what is digi- digital literacy, it's the hardest thing to say, Anna, at the end of the, the day, <laughs> but what does it look like? And so what are some of the skills that we really need to, uh, to be looking for? And so a lot of these skills I'm, g- I'm gonna share, not entirely specific to technology, but when used in a digital setting, they're super valuable in, uh, uh, again, in a classroom, the workforce hey so this is kind of a a self-help episode for our our adults that are listening also um and just as as our students continue to grow and learn and become those future-ready learners that uh, that we hope to build and so the first one is independent research uh, helping students to be able to figure out how to use tech tools that they've never seen or only have a limited understanding or exposure to and so um that's why we talk a lot about, you know, using digital tools for more than just completing, you know, a requirement of 20 minutes on a on a platform or a tool, but using the the tool to really allow them to be creative um, and and show you what they know. Um, students that are, are given access to this skill are going to be lifelong learners and um, they're going to have those experiences of trying new things learning new things and failing y'all like being terrible at something and being able to recover from that
0: failing forward
1: yep we don't we don't always set them up uh, to, it's and it, that's not a comfortable thing for us to do right and so uh, um another one would be familiarity with terms and common platforms so having um, established that vocabulary and that there's a language that goes with this. Um, I was reading something and it talked about how the word Wi-Fi was not something that was commonly understood or known 20 years ago. Now it's a part of the everyday, I mean, I think about how many times we complain about the Wi-Fi is not working.
0: Every restaurant. What's the Wi-Fi password?
1: Can, I can tell you three right now that have terrible Wi-Fi. We know that. So, you know, just having, and and that's not necessarily to say that you're going to be writing apps or, you know, doing super detailed, intricate, technical things, but being able to speak the language. And so our students need to be able to, to start having those conversations because they'll come up when they go to work or as they get older and, you know, we back into that
0: communication.
1: Yes. Yes. And so giving them those things. Um, another one to think about is collaboration. And so this one to me is it doesn't have to be only digital, but in the conversation we're having, um, thinking about having the skills in a digital, I love the word, the phrase digital landscape. I just think that's a cool way to say it, but in that digital environment, um, being able to make that decision, do I do this by myself? Am I being that independent research, that independent learner I talked about first? Um, or do I need friends to help me with this? Do I need to create a slide deck that we're all going to collaborate together? And so giving them the opportunity to experience those, because that will translate when they get older. I think about our team all the time. Oh, yeah. and, and we'll an ideas thrown out, and how are we going to do this? And somebody will, I've already started a, a Google Doc. I've shared it with everybody. You know what I mean? So it's it's letting them experience those things and figure out what works best for them. Because what works for, well for me, it might not work for Webby. What works for Webby may not work for me. And so that's, it, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's just, it's getting it done. Um, and I think too, also just that adapting to new technologies. That's kind of the last one I'll throw out because... With our students in the way that the the digital world changes, y'all, I mean, at one point, I remember we were going to present a platform in a professional learning session, pulled it up, and that platform had updated the night before. So the platform looked totally different. And it was like, okay, well, we're going to figure this out. But had we not been able to adapt in that moment, that session would have been a fail. But it really wasn't. And it ended up being this really cool experience to model for people that here we go, you know, you don't panic, you don't freak out, this is, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get this, so helping our kids to, to have those skills and those experiences, because that's not necessarily a, a lesson or a worksheet, right, that teaches those things, but it's putting kids in a situation where they can, they can go through the experience them, themselves over and over and over again, you know, it's, it's not a, it doesn't happen in a day.
0: Exactly. I mean, and what all this leads up to is that digital literacy empowers the student. They have the advice, they have access to online curriculum more than ever before. And we in education are in one of the best positions to help guide them through this digital world safely and to be sure they're on the path to success wherever they choose. If they choose to continue on and go to college, if they're going straight into the workforce, if they're going to be stay-at-home parents and raising their own kids. Like they need, still need these digital tools and they need to be ready to adapt to it, to be familiar with it and to know how to go about life in a digital environment.
1: Very good. Well, and this, hopefully this, uh, if nothing, I love these conversations because it just gets you thinking maybe about something that you hadn't heard of before because again, digital literacy and digital citizenship is really something that's becoming you know, more and more people know about it, but uh, we're, we're going to share a couple of resources in the, if you go back to uh, the, the details about the episode, and so, um, of course, just to explore and learn as much as you can, and we hope that you guys will join us. We're, we're aiming for one more episode this season, so we're going to finish out with a good round of ten, mm-hmm. but uh, we hope you will uh, jump in and join us, and thank you, Webby, for, for doing this little mini-series All with nice. me. Sure, i love it it's <laughs> awesome all right y'all well thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time bye thanks
0: for joining us on this episode of level up your learning make sure to visit our website for more information on topics covered today and follow us on facebook ECISD digital learning and on twitter at tech ECISD.